Welcome back to Tomorrow's Office Talk, episode 14, where we give our NFL Week 7 predictions, talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs, and then give our preview for UFC 294. Week 7 of the NFL is here. It's We're approaching kind of that mid-season. We're going to start really telling what teams are legit. I think last week was kind of an indicator for some teams. Some teams were upset. Um, but let's go ahead and kind of dive into this. We're going to give our predictions. There was a Thursday night game already. And we'll probably kind of keep the predictions a little bit shorter this time because there's a lot of other sports to talk about too as we roll into this like big season of everything going on, which has just been awesome. Um, but Thursday night game did already happen. Jaguars beat the Saints 31-24. to uh, Jaguars, two weeks in a row, putting up 30 points. This one is against a very good defense of the Saints. Granted, I think the Saints' offense did not help their defense in any way, especially the first half. The first half, the Saints' offense just looked horrendous. It just seemed like nothing they could do was correct, you know. Yeah, that, that game was... Kind of a tough one for the Saints. Again, you're playing a hot Jags team. So, I think any team that's going against this Jags team is going to is gonna struggle, depending on who it is. Um, it, it, it wasn't the right game for the Saints trying to figure themselves out and trying to figure out the Jags, who are on now on a um, four-game win streak. Yeah, Falcons, Bills, Colts. Yep. And now Saints. Saints. Yeah. Yep. Oregon win streak, which my prediction, I could have seen them going maybe maybe on a 0-5 streak if they had lost to the Falcons. I said if they lost to the Falcons, I could easily see them going on that losing streak. Yeah, I mean, something's finally starting to click. They're 5-2. Five 5-2 and two. Five and two looks like a nice record on <laughs> just looking at record-wise. Um, they're they're kind of rolling right now. This is the past two weeks – including definitely the Colts one. This is the team we expected to see. Hopefully they can stay consistent with it. And if they do, they're going to be one of the legit threats of the AFC. Yeah, definitely. Uh, All that moving around they had to do, going from London back to the States to home. It's it's just, it seems like they figured it out. Saints, though. Man, I their fucking offense. We we kind of we touched on a few things last about their offense, just like not clicking, um, and it still feels like they're not clicking. They there's this one uh, play that we've we talked about a little bit previously, with the Alave one where he like starts yelling at Alave, whether it was some kind of miscommunication. I don't know what it was, but in my eyes. Even if it was miscommunication, Derek Carr threw this ball like 10 feet out of bounds. Yeah. So it's like, and he was like throwing a fit at Alave. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. If, if I'm alive, I'm like, dude, what the fuck did you expect out of me? Like whether there was miscommunication one way or another when I'm supposed to run, no one's catching that fucking ball. <laughs> yeah. And the only thing Derek Carr, if he's. If he would argue there, it's probably to say, look, I was trying to get you to get the P.I., pass interference, some shit like that. That would, that would make sense. But if the ball is not catchable, you still can't get the pass interference. So, I don't, I don't know. 
yeah. I'm not sure of that. It, it, you could definitely see Carr's frustration for the majority of this game. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know who it's with. Is it? It seems like he's frustrated with the people on the field with him. Um, but I don't know. Like they have so much talent. Camaro's like the only person it looks like playing on their offense for the most part. Um, I know Michael Thomas had a really really good touchdown in the end zone where he got like his left knee in. Um, it was pretty pretty sweet. But Alave just not really doing much. He let's see he had seven receptions for 57 yards like that's nothing crazy the receptions are pretty high i guess and then camara had 12 receptions for 91 yards he also had 17 carries for 62 yards yeah that's the workhorse of the offense as soon as alvin camara came back i mean it's like he never left that's honestly to me their number one uh go-to guy um but i don't know what the saints have to do Derek Carr in this new system, still trying to figure it out. When you were building a strong connection with Devontae Adams, now now you're gone from that. And now I have to build a connection with someone on this team. Easiest, it seems like it's Kamara. Yeah, and we also got to talk about the horrendous drop by Foster Monroe. Monroe, I think his yeah. last name is, in the yeah. end zone. That, I actually felt bad for him. Because you could tell it really upset him. Look, like he was like crying I mean, on the yeah. sideline. Like he, that's just shit just that can't wide happen. the fuck open, man. Some like shit, yeah, he, that God. can't happen. No, it cannot happen. It looked like it looked like his hands were like heavy. The ball, the way the ball just bounced off his hands, like was so weird. I I don't know how you try to catch it to make it react the way it did. Yeah, but that was just that was a heartbreaker. Because at the end, the Saints came out in the second half and they did start moving the ball and they were in a the position to tie this game up and mm-hmm. potentially go to overtime, um, which is something we 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 got to kind of give I think credit to the Saints more than against the Jags, because um, their defense just came out and started clicking. You know what it might be because we talked about the the Colts versus Jacksonville game out of the second half, how the Colts kind of came out hot. I wonder if their prevent defense is just like really bad. I don't, I don't even know if it's their prevent defense. I think the Jags just relax. They get too relaxed, too complacent. At, yeah, they. It just seems like, because a prevent defense to me, it should be like what six, seven DBs in the game. Yeah. Um, and you're playing mostly twenty yards off the line of scrimmage. But I don't know. This just seems like the Jags feel like okay, we've done enough. Maybe our off Jags defense feels like they don't enough. Our de- our offense is gonna, you know, step up. But because it doesn't seem like that defense closes games, they're always yeah. getting put in a position where, if one thing goes the wrong way, they could lose that game. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know when their next like tough game is, but it's something I'm definitely gonna pay attention to, to where if it's something where their defense has to step up to close a game, if they actually can. Because in the playoffs, odds are your defense will have to step up and close a game. Yeah, so that could be their kryptonite. I do feel like their defense can turn it on at any time. They get aggressive. Like they just don't stay aggressive. Because you don't, I don't know, you don't see them jumping passes every possession. or every Yeah, every possession. 
or the linebackers getting as physical every possession. It's like they're just real relaxed, letting the game come to them. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Either way, I mean, the Saints are three and four. They still have a shot at their division if they can kind of figure their shit out. Mm-hmm. Jags looking like they're going to run away with the division, in my opinion. Um, so we'll kind of see how those play out. So let's go ahead and get into our predictions for the week. We actually have some really good matchups, whether it's two mediocre teams going at it or two really good teams going at it. Uh, to start us off, we got the Lions at the Ravens. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this game. I think this is a true test for both of these teams. Um, Detroit, if they have a somewhat dominant game, I think this solidifies them as like a legit Super Bowl contender. Uh, obviously, you still have the Niners and the Eagles, but like say somehow those two teams got eliminated before they even face the Lions. The Lions become an instant, legit threat. Uh, even if they do face them, it's like it's going to be a really close, good game. Uh, the Ravens, on the other hand, I think have been wishy-washy and you can't be like that into the playoffs and this is a playoff caliber team so i think this is a a really really fun matchup honestly definitely ravens are three-point favorites going into this game i still think um lions win this game but the only way they don't win the game um is if you have a or the way they win the game. I said that wrong. Sorry. The way they win the game is if Jared Goff has a clean game. Like, nope. That is where Jared Goff is at his best. No interceptions. And it got, I fucking like watching Jared Goff with no fucking interceptions. Because it's like, damn, you just did all this. this, And now one turnover can change a game. And I feel like this game here, one turnover by any team can change the game. Like, I feel like the game is going to get slowed down by the defenses. By each of the defenses. And it's going to come to a key turnover in these games. I agree. Who? Yeah, I think if Ravens defense shows up, they have a pretty good shot at winning mm-hmm. um, or at least having a really close game. I think if Detroit stacks on some points relevantly fast, they could run away with it pretty quickly because I don't trust this Ravens offense to go up against any kind of shootout for the most part. I know the whole league in general has been scoring pretty low, but I just – if I imagine them being down two touchdowns and like a field goal, I can't imagine who the fuck they're going to go to really fast on a drive. You know what I'm saying? Without it just being Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews. Yeah. Like outside of those two, I, I don't see anyone breaking for every play. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't count the Ravens out just being down two touchdowns, especially if it's early. They're down two touchdowns yeah. early. The second half, something's going to change. And for some, somewhere, somehow, Lamar Jackson is going to figure it out. Like I've, I'm not giving him like high praise here, but I kind of am because I've seen him do this uh, before. Like last season, I think I seen him do it twice or maybe three times, and it's almost like where the fuck is this coming from? Like he's getting no help first half, and then all of a sudden he's figuring shit out in the second. Um, but no, I think I think they hang with the Lions, depending on who's who's playing. If David Montgomery comes back which I don't think he is that game. They're going to rely heavy on the passing game. Gibbs will be back for this one finally. Gibbs. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll we'll see like I'd like to see him get his first touchdown. Like yeah. that that would be nice. I'd like to see I like to see a dominant game by Gibbs cuz he's overshadowed obviously with Montgomery. 
yeah um, i agree there but yeah i'm gonna be tuned into this game it's gonna be a good one who are you picking to win uh lions lions, lions yeah. my br- this is one of those games where it's like my brains tell me the lions because they're the better team in my opinion but my heart's saying the ravens because it's at home and it just it's one of those ones that just feels like it i'm, I'm still gonna go lions i i could see this going either way though to be fair yeah uh, going on to the next one, not nearly as exciting. It's actually probably the worst one of the week. We got the Raiders at the Bears with both of their backups playing. I'm going to pick the Raiders because I think their team's better overall. And that's really all I got to say about that game. I mean, maybe Josh Jacobs has a really good game or even I think it's Aiden O'Connell is their backup. Maybe he starts developing with Devontae Smith a little, or Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Uh, there's not much to look forward to in this game. Yeah, this this game, I'm kind of going to be – it's going to be tough to watch this game, but I'm going to be looking for Jacoby Myers and Adams, how they play with all the adversity on the team already, how they come out and play in that game is really what I'm going to watch for. And They may even go to Jacobs more often than not just to keep the ball in their playmaker's hands. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I can see the Raiders kind of running away with this, but I don't know. It It's just not that interesting of a game. Yeah, I don't think so. Going on to the next one, we got the Browns at the Colts. I am very worried about this game because of how Minshew played last week, and this defense is a lot better than the Jags' defense, in my opinion. So, But at the same time, all right, here's my thought process. Minshew does good against better defenses, I feel like. Because um, I feel like it's like a lot quicker passes, less to think about. And he's very good at those dink and dunks, fast momentum, like fast pace. And this feels like a game they might do it on. Or even if they slow it down, kind of have JT and Zach Moss carry a lot more of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Jason Watson, I think he's finally coming back. He's expected to play, I think. I think I thought they said that last week too, and then he wasn't. I'm I'm gonna pick the Colts on this one. And I think it's gonna be like a nineteen to seventeen type win. Yeah, this this game to me, I think the defenses by both teams will control the game. Um I can see like a really low scoring game, like maybe twelve ten. I can see that too. Uh I just think the Browns are on Browns' defense are looking good, and they've been playing good football the past couple of weeks. That they really, they really slow this. They slow this game down. Um, damn, this this could either this could go either way, like either either team's way. And I think this is another game where a key turnover decides who wins. I am gonna go with the Browns here because of their defense. And I think they're going to uh, disrupt Minshew's timing, especially Miles Garrett. Yeah, he's, he's a freak. He's a force. He's a freak. But, I mean, yeah, this is probably going to be a lower-scoring game. I think if it's a close game near the end, the Colts win it. That's kind of how I see it. If the Browns hold the, co- the Colts the majority of the game, I think the Browns win it. I mean, that's, like, super simplified. But Yeah. <clears throat> Moving on to the next one, we got the Bills at the Patriots. Um, I said last episode that the Patriots, they're going to end up upsetting one of their teams. 
that they play against. It could be this one because it's the Bills, but I think the Bills are actually kind of looking for a bounce-back game. Uh, they beat the Giants last week 14-9, to but that's it was not a nice win really at all. And this just feels like they're going to come out and beat them by like 40 points in my opinion. Yeah, I think Bills are going to put up points on this Patriots team. Uh, I think the history of the Bills and Patriots, usually Patriots get the best of them. But uh, in the recent years, it's always been competitive uh, with this Bills team. So, yeah, I got I got Bills probably by 12. 12, yeah. that's fair. Going to the next one, not much of a matchup, but it's Commanders at Giants. I think Tyrod Taylor's still playing. I actually haven't seen much uh, updates on Daniel Jones. I Okay, so I'm actually going to pick the Giants to win this one, and it's going to be solely because of their defense. I think they actually have some momentum from last game, and Washington's offense is pretty good, but it's not the Bills' offense. And if they can have a similar game to last one, they could win this game. Giants, yeah. The Giants and Commanders, they're – it's always a back-and-forth thing because it's a vi- divisional game, like all division games. But I, st- I still got – I think I'll still go Commanders because Sam Howe just has so many uh, – I'm not going to say weapons, but so many targets on that, on that offense. Like he can go to so many people. I don't know if the Giants can hang with that. Uh, I'm not sure how Sam Howe is not getting 250 to 300 yards every week. Maybe he's tired, but, I mean, if you have those receivers out there. Yeah, they definitely do. It's, I don't know, this this, this team kind of, I don't know what to expect. It, it can go so many different ways just because there's so many variables with these two teams. Like, are the commanders going to come out and show a good offense that they showed for about three games, half their games? Yeah. Or are they going to come out and show the offense they showed the other half of the games? If they show the offense that is part of the losses – they'll probably lose again because the Giants' defense isn't that terrible, it seems like. So, it'll be an interesting one. This this will be a good one for Sam Howell to beat them and be like, hey, like, I am a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, I, I will be interested to see how Sam Howell does in that game. Also, my weekly trade Terry McLaurin talk. Get rid of him. You guys don't use him. Let him go be a star somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he, to me, I think he should stay there for Sam Howell's progression. Then maybe, like, trade him at the end of the season. but And get some pieces for him. Like, you have all these receivers. You can get something for them. Yeah. Going to our next one. It's a pretty good matchup. It's the Falcons at the Bucks. Uh, Falcons 3-3, three and three, Bucks 3-2. Three and two. Winner of this, I think, takes the lead of the division. Um, I'm going to pick Tampa for this one mainly because it's in Tampa if this was in Atlanta I could see it going to Atlanta this is strictly going to depend on how the quarterbacks play that's I feel like that's all this game's going to depend on yeah it, which quarterback's going to have a good game because if one of the quarterbacks Baker he hasn't played he hasn't had terrible games Desmond has had some pretty terrible games if Baker can't really get anything going against the Falcons' defense and they only put up like 14 points, I could see the Falcons beating them. Um, but if the Bucks start cooking on offense, the game's over, in my opinion. Yeah. And each each week, to me, the game depends on Baker Mayfield's play, how he performs against the defenses that he plays. 
And again, this game here, like you said, if Baker Mayfield can hit his go-to players, can hit his um, his big name players, like if Chris Godwin has a great game, I think they win this game. Like he he's a great wide receiver, and I don't think he gets as much love as he should each he, week. He definitely doesn't. I I'm pretty high in him. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he had somewhat of a slower start to the season, but yeah, no, you got to get him him going just as much as Evans. If one of them's not going, get the other one going. Like yeah. that's how that offense should run. Yeah. Um, and this will be a good one to where you're facing a decent defense. So maybe Godwin because he's technically the wide receiver too. Maybe you get him going a little bit more than Evans this game. Definitely. Yeah, I got Bucks this game. Yep, taking Bucks as well. Uh, going to the next one. This is this is a game I think people are really going to overlook. Pittsburgh at the Rams. I'm actually really interested in this game because Steelers have a really good defense, and I feel like the Rams' offense has been kind of questionable. Uh, I think we talked about it last episode where it's like it feels like they're not picking up as much points as they should, mm-hmm. and now you're facing a pretty elite defense. Like, how is this going to play out? I'm picking the Rams to win it just because their offense is a lot better than the Steelers at the moment. I know Deontay Johnson is coming off IR, if not already off IR. Um, But I'm not not sleeping on the Steelers at any point in this game because this defense can just win them kind of any – they're a lot like the Browns. Their defense can just win them a game. Yeah, they're – I think the whole AFC North is just like – Big on defense. Like, everyone has some type of defense on that team. They can, they can win them some of these games. Um, but this, this particular game, I don't trust our DBs to cover Puka and Cup. So, I think – well, I don't know who can cover Cup. Like Not in many the league, people. Like, in the league. <laughs> but I don't see us covering Cup. And, yeah, I'm going to pick – I'm going to pick Rams here because, like you said, our offense is not the best. But maybe coming out the bye, I mean, something changes. Something turns around. But I just don't see us staying with Puka and Cup the whole game. If they're able – if that offense is somehow able to pit up 20 points, I think they can legit win that game. Yeah. It's just going to depend. Um, but I'm actually pretty excited for that one. So I'll be – I'll be tuning into that one quite a bit. Uh, moving on to the next one, nothing crazy. We have the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Uh, this is a divisional game, and Arizona is feisty, but I'm still going to pick the Seahawks to win this one. I could see the Cardinals winning it just because division, Cardinals, you know, but it feels like the Seahawks just need – it feels like the Seahawks, the Seahawks are 3-2, and two, but it feels like they need it, if that makes sense. Like, Yeah. There's a lot of question marks around them. Like, are they good? Like, this and that. If they beat the Cardinals, kind of like the Rams did last week, it's like, okay, this team is something to be worried about, a little bit at least. Well, I don't know. I think the Seahawks The Seahawks get this W against the Cardinals. I still need to see them do more They, they need game. to, like, actually beat them, though, because the Cardinals are a bad team. So this is a team you should actually beat. Yeah. If that makes sense. Ah, I just can't I can't count the Cardinals out. Just the way they've been playing so competitive. And the Seahawks, I don't think they have that much firepower, that firepower to where they can blow out a team. Like yes, you have Metcalf. You have Lockett. 
um, and Kenneth Walker. But Geno is still at quarterback. And Geno, he didn't have the best game last week. So I think they win this game, but maybe by like eight points. By eight points. I could see it being like that. Yeah, I don't see like a super super blowout here. If they wanted, yeah. I'm with you with it. I think if they just wanted to make a statement, this is a game where, like, I this is where you try to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious to see if they do or not. Yeah, I'm going to be looking forward to that. Going to our next one, we got the Packers at the Broncos. Packers 2-3, and three, Broncos 1-5. and five. I'm going to go Packers here just because they're the overall better team in my eyes. I don't know what the Broncos are even playing for at this moment. The Packers could be playing for second in their division and maybe sneaking into a playoff spot. So they have something to play for. I just I almost don't even see a scenario where I pick the Broncos at any point for the rest of the season. Like, they, they probably are going to squeak out a few more wins, but, like, I'm not confident in them in any given week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm same. I'm not confident in them at all. But I could see Jordan Love making the Broncos' defense look good. I could see it, too. Okay. That has me a little worried. Yeah. But I think the Packers' defense is – really good yeah and i think that's kind of where it like solidifies like no packers they're probably gonna win this game yeah probably yeah, i'm definitely going packers that game um broncos still looking like they're trying to trade some players i really want jerry judy to go to the colts young wide receiver be a good compliment to michael Pittman. um so i mean hopefully we'll see that within if it does happen it would, i think trade that on his week eight or uh, end of october something like that these next two weeks sometime in these next two weeks yeah i think next week is i think it's the 31st i think it's the end of october so we have next week okay and then that's the last week so that they might heat up a little bit some people making some trades i think everyone always expects a lot of stuff to happen on the trade deadline and last year actually might have been the most active ever it was and even then it wasn't anything too crazy i don't think um so just keep that in mind as these trade deadlines come around. Even like me expecting the Colts to trade for Jerry Judy is probably not going to happen. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like odds are it's not going to happen. No, I understand that. Going to our next one, we actually have a really good game in my opinion. It's the Chargers Chiefs. Uh, records wise, Chargers are two and three. Chiefs are five and one. And this is at the Chiefs, but it's a divisional game. I don't think the Chiefs' offense has looked that great, and this is going to be my upset of the week. I'm going to pick the Chargers to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Yeah, Chiefs, Chargers, um, Herbert, and Mahomes. I I like that matchup a lot. And I, I could see Chargers kind of easily winning this game, but I could also see the Chiefs turning it on against the Chargers' defense, who gives up a shit ton of points, a shit ton of yards of offense. So th- this is going to be a tough matchup. I could, I could easily see this going over like 50 points uh, game, like game total. Yeah, I agree. This, this like screams the over for yeah. whatever their line is. It already screams like it's supposed to go over it. Yeah. Uh, chargers are kind of getting into a position because if they lose this or two and four, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty fucking bad. Um, so they're kind of in a position where their backs are kind of against the wall right now. Yeah, they they need this one. They desperately need the win. They kind of need to figure out where their team is headed with all of what they have. If they lose, I could see Staley getting fired next week. Yeah, 
yeah, I, I, I could see it. I could see it too. I, I don't want to go against the Chiefs at home, but I think I am going to go with the Chargers. But if it, if it is a close game, uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Chargers. Yeah, I agree. They can't close a game out. So when it comes to being a close game, that is. So we'll see. That should be a really great matchup, though. I'm excited for that one. Heck, yeah. That's that's game of the week worthy. Yep. Going on to the next one, uh, this is the one I'm going to pick for my game of the week because it's just a, another phenomenal matchup. We have the Dolphins at the Eagles, both 5-1. and one. Eagles coming off a pretty bad loss to the Jets. There's a, there's so many things that are going to be like told during this game. We're going to see if the Dolphins are legit or not because they've only really played the Bills. As far as like good teams go, they've only played the Bills, and they kind of got smoked. That, that was They got smoked. Yeah. They, 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 they smoked them. They got smoked, and... If the same thing happens to the Eagles, is Miami frauds? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying frauds isn't like a bad team. I'm saying frauds is in right now. They're Super Bowl contenders. If they lose to the Eagles the same way they lost to the Bills, I it's hard to see them that way, in my opinion. But to me, the identity of the Dolphins is they put up a lot of points. They have to outscore teams to win the game. If they can't outscore the team, they they won't win the game. So with that with that being said, it's like their defense is their weak point. If that defense can't stop the Eagles' offense, because I'm, I think that the Eagles can hang with that offense scoring so wise. I'm not saying that they're going to shut down the Dolphins, but if their if their defense can do enough to where they, they can possess the ball enough. And hold the Dolphins to minimum amount of points. I think the Eagles could win, and they're trying to bounce back from that Jets loss. So that tape, in that tape of the Jets Eagles game, is going to wake the team up. Yeah, it's right now. I believe the weak part of the Eagles defense is also their pass game. Um, so I believe Darius Slay's still out. They had some other injuries. This game might be a really fucking high scoring game. Yeah, it could it could easily be and over sixty points. If it turns into a high-scoring game, I'm looking more towards the Eagles to see if they can really hang, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because it either turns into a high-scoring game or the Eagles' defense slows down the Dolphins' defense enough to where they can pit up 30 and win by 10-plus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But this is this is my game of the week. This is a fantastic game. Absolute treat for a Sunday night game. I'm, I'm just really excited for this one. It should be a lot of fun to watch. Hell yeah. I'm going Eagles there. Going Eagles. Uh, did I see who I selected? I, I'm going Eagles too. No, that's what I'm picking. Going to our Monday night game, not nearly as exciting. Um, it would have been cool if like Dolphins, Eagles, and then Monday night Chargers, Chiefs or something, or even vice versa. That would have been a really sweet double prime time to have. Um, but we got the Niners at the Vikings. Now, it's not as exciting, especially if you look at records. It's 5-1 to one versus 2-4. to four. But it's in Minnesota, and the Vikings, they desperately need to fucking win. And they they cannot afford to lose anything else. And now you're facing arguably the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I don't, I can't see the Vikings pulling this one out. Um, like I said, they, their defense had a good uh, game last week, even though they didn't win. Um, did, wait, am I remembering that correctly? They did win. 
who they beat? They beat the Bears. Yes, they beat the Bears. Their defense had a good game last week, but I don't see them playing that well against the 49ers. No, there's no way. Uh, I think McCaffrey's questionable, but even without him, I still don't see them making this game that competitive. It's, it is creeping in the back of my head, though, that they're going to upset them. Um, I yeah, I don't see it happening, but I'm be pretty pissed if it does, <laughs> just because I didn't make that prediction. But yeah, it, it's gonna be interesting. It, it's not a terrible Monday night game. We could it could have worse. Kirk on prime time. I'm interested to see because he had prime time earlier in the year where he actually played really good and mm-hmm. his team let him down hard. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how well he does because I really want him to just shut that narrative out to begin with. But it's also annoying because even if he loses and has a good game, and like, oh, he can't play in prime time, which I fucking I can't stand shit like that. That drives me absolutely nuts. Even yeah. if someone does good. Yeah, it'll it'll still happen. Even if he wins, I still think he's gonna hear it. That wraps up our predictions. Um, we do got some other sports to dive into. Uh, so we have the. I want to start with the MLB. Now you've been a lot more into it than I have. I've been watching a past few of the games. Um, but kind of like lead us on this. Like, what are you looking at? Like, what's exciting you about this? Who do you think's gonna pull off these next few wins? I mean, Rangers and Astros. That game, that series, is at was a, is as expected. Like the offenses are kind of juggernauts. Um, Rangers were leading that game the entire time. Garcia hit a three-run homer in the sixth inning. Um, they continued to lead the game into the eighth. Oh, no, I'm sorry, into the ninth, where Altuve just took him home, hit a three-run homer. I mean, that that game, that series has been going great. It looked like it was going to be the Rangers series the whole time. But the Astros are fighting back, as they should be. Like, they've been a great team for like six, seven years straight which is crazy. And rolling into that, rolling into the D-back series, the Diamondbacks and Phillies, it's like whoever's at home, like home field advantage is a real thing. It's kind of crazy. We thought that the Phillies would take this one. It was 5-3 going into the eighth inning Phillies. And the 23-year-old rookie, Alec Thomas, hits a two-run homer. I mean, the young guy... I mean, they started – it was funny seeing him going back into the dugout because they were just smacking his head, just like, yeah, <laughs> like treating him like a rookie. It, it was hilarious. But he saved the night for them at home. Are the Diamondbacks the one that have, like, a hot tub or a pool in there? I think it is them. Yeah, because I've it's, seen I've, – I've talked about it before, but MLB stadiums just have, like, some of the coolest shit yeah. on them. And, like, I was watching that game last night. I watched both of them. That's why I was trying to remember who whose uh, stadium it was or field – I'm not sure like what the correct term for it is for baseball, but it like panned over where it's like a a shot behind a pool. I was like, what the what the fuck yeah. is this, dude? Like they have the coolest shit in their uh, fields. It's so cool. Have have a good time at the field. I mean, these both of these series. I mean, it's just they've been great. Like a lot of nail biting going on. Uh, the D backs. I mean, they kept Bryce Harper tamed. Then that in this game, that's really what you what you wanted. 
because they they hung around that five and three, five and three. You can still win it. One home run will win you the game. From Alec Thomas, they they got it. Um, one Kyle Schwarber home run won't do that for you because the Phillies they're big at getting those solo home runs. They get a lot of home runs, but they're solos, so it's one point on the board. But a three-run homer that's gonna close that door. Believe either way that Diamondbacks Phillies game is gonna end in Philly because I think it's two. I think the way the home games go, it's two three two. I think I heard someone yes. talking about it. Yes. Two, three, two. So either way, it's going to end in Philly. So that's it's going to be interesting because Philly's getting a lot of hype at their place right now, saying it's really hard to play there. And oh yes, in Philadelphia, yeah, I don't. So I, it feels like to me the Diamondbacks need to win this game today against the Phillies to go up three, two, for a chance to squeak away with one of those wins at at the Phillies uh, stadium. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think about because looking at uh, the game from last night, some of the Phillies' hits would have been home runs if they were in Philly, which is very weird to me. Like, I don't know how those fields are set up. Is it, like, different lengths or, like, the I, wall in the back maybe? It, I'm, no, it def, it's definitely the wall in the back, the in but the back. I don't understand that. Why? Like how is loud? Yeah. Be different? Yeah. That's like how would this be sense. a home run in Philly, but not here? Maybe. I don't know. The I heard the commentator say it, and I was thinking that too. I was like, this seems like the same hit I've seen in Philly, but I didn't really think about it until the commentator said that would have been a home run in Philly, but they didn't say why. But I'm sure it's not just a shorter field. That I'm sure that's not allowed. Like that's regulated. Yeah, it's got to be like the walls and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's something. Be. It's, yeah, it's so interesting because, like, you almost have a better defense in home games if you have, like, a bigger wall or yep. something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. it's very interesting for sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead with my final predictions for the World Series game, the final championship game. I'm not sure what World they, Series. World Series. Mm-hmm. I'm going Astros and Philly because yeah. I think it's going to be very hard – like I said, I feel like the Diamondbacks need to win this game tonight. And then they'd have to try to squeak out a win um, in Philly. And if they lose tonight, there's no shot in my eyes that they win both those games in Philly. Yeah, they they almost let it um, – they almost let that game go last night. I just don't know what the Phillies were thinking there. Phillies, Phillies had it. Phillies had a chance in the ninth. Um, they had Trey Turner had Trey Turner on, or at at bat with two outs. Trey Turner just couldn't get a hit. Like the fucking pitching was lights out right there. While Trey Turner was at bat, and next you had Bryce Harper. So if you get Trey Turner on, Bryce Harper was was next. It it could have easily gone a different way, but the pitching was lights out. I, Diamondbacks did what they had to do. What's your uh, prediction for the World Series? Oh, yeah, Phillies, Astros all Phillies the way. Astros. Um, I don't think Ranger the Rangers defense can stick with the Astros. The Astros they're they're kind of deep um, on their offense, or they're kind of deep at bat. But so are so are the Rangers. So it's kind of they're two good offenses. But I still think Astros in a late game can pull it off. And then so we got Astros Phillies. Who's gonna win it? Philly. 
five. Astros play Philly. I think Astros take it. The Astros? Yeah. I think I'm going to go Phillies just for the storyline. Yeah, Phillies are Phillies are super hot right now. But Astros are the better team, in my opinion. Makes sense. All right. And then I wanted to touch a little bit on our UFC fights today. It is UFC 294. Um, some absolutely exciting fights coming up. So for the main card, we have like the first three ones, or first two ones, nothing crazy. Um, but then we have Magomed and Kalev versus Johnny Walker. I probably butchered that dude's name. Some of these names are so hard to pronounce in the UFC. Yeah. Um, Johnny Walker's a fighter who had a lot of momentum in the UFC early on. He actually injured himself celebrating, I think, doing the worm or something. He, like, legitimately injured himself for, like, a what? full year. I can't remember what he did, but he, he had to get surgery and shit. It was crazy. Wow. Um, and then when he came back, he was on, like, a three- or four-fight losing streak, just getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's on, like, a three- or four-fight winning streak. So, yeah, that's pretty cool how that works for UFC fighters. Yeah, so it's going to be a pretty interesting fight to kind of watch today. Um, and then the fight after that, the co-main event is Kamara Usman versus Kaz... Kazma Chumayas. Um Usman is moving up a weight class. He lost his belt in the weight class before to Leon Edwards. He lost back-to-back to him. Um, so I, I don't think he's fought in this weight class before, but it's going to be really interesting because Kamar Usman's a bigger dude. Even in the weight class he was at before, he was mm-hmm. like, he's puffy. Like puffy as in muscular and has a lot of power. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious to see how that, goes with them moving up a weight class because the dude he's fighting is 12 and 0 with a lot of momentum behind him um and kamar usman was one of the pound for pound best fighters at one point so that's a fantastic co-main even though the original fight got pulled away and then our main our main fight is islam makachev versus alexander volkanovsky volkanovsky is one of my favorite fighters of all time he's just exciting to watch I think he got robbed last time they fought with a decision. I'm really hoping this time he just doesn't even let it go to decision. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like n- there'd be nothing worse than just reliving the same fucking scenario, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like, to me, big fights, I don't like when they go to decisions because... It, it could be I so have, iffy. Yeah. It could be so fucking iffy. It could look different to many people, even though... It says this guy got more connections. This guy got more hits than the other guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They they see it different from us. Yeah, and the judges, no one really knows how much they weight takedowns. Mm-hmm. Because, so last fight, Volk, I think almost had like 100 more punches landed. But he only, he had like three less takedowns and ground control was in the other dude's favor by like four minutes. Yeah. And then no one knows how much they weigh it because apparently for that fight they weighed it very heavily. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, it just doesn't. Some of the shit just doesn't make sense in the UFC to me. Um, and I think everyone in the UFC who's like legit trying to be a star for stuff, like, yeah. don't let it go to decision if he can. Yeah. Now that'll be, that's gonna be a tough fight. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, last thing I want to touch on really fast is the NHL. Uh, this is the year where. I got to hold myself accountable and really get into it. Um, and I'm going, I'm a Red Red Wings fan. They've been pretty bad in the past. Uh, they've had a lot of stuff going on with their front office. I think they got a new GM. Um, they got some more exciting players. And they've started off 3-1. and one. So, 
I'm going to be trying to learn and I'm probably going to say a lot of stupid, dumb shit about the NHL throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to finally get into the NHL because now i got a good reason. And then also NBA starts yeah. up on Tuesday. Hell yeah. Those two two great games I'm looking forward to. Um, and that NBA. I mean, in the NBA, Suns and Warriors. Suns and Warriors always get chippy. This is Kevin Durant's old team. This is where he got his first ring with. Um, with who he got his first ring with? The Warriors and Clay Thompson has just always been going at it with Booker, Devin Booker. So that game's gonna be great. Uh, and then you got Lakers and Nuggets. Lakers looking like they're ready to go win them win themselves a championship. And then Denver coming off the championship win. So I think those two forces collide. It's, it's going to be a great game. Yeah, week one. This is where I'm officially getting into NBA. And it's going to be nice because, like, NHL, I don't really have much people to talk about. But yeah. you're really into the NBA. So, like, I'm going to be able to learn a lot from you as far as stuff comes this year. Um, but Pistons play the Heat game one. Um I'm a Pistons fan first, but I also really, really like Jimmy Butler, and he's with the Heat, so it kind of sucks that like the two teams I really planned on looking at this year play each other right away, Yeah. Uh, but I guess that stuff's like bound to happen. Um, I'm kind of hoping we see like a little Cade Cunningham breakout season this year. That'll help me stay like really locked into it. I know they got a lot of young players, Asur Thompson, I think yeah. is the guy they drafted. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about him. He seemed like he was pretty high on a lot of people's standards and stuff. Overtime, overtime elite, um, and there's been like little little questions like, will he do well in the NBA coming from there? What's the difference between the two? Like, I don't I, even. I know. don't fucking know. Is it just like a like a minor league kind of? Honestly, I don't know what the fuck overtime elite is. <laughs> like, I keep okay. seeing this overtime elite. To me, I thought that was an AAU team, but I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no way you just come from AAU. Yeah. To the NBA, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he has a. What it is. He either has a twin or a brother who also got drafted this year. Yeah, they're twins. Probably from the same thing. Yeah, same thing. So I mean, they both got drafted high. Because so. they they play so well in the uh, they well to me they play well in the summer league. Okay. Um, but they just play good basketball. And then I don't know about Monty Williams at all, but he's their head coach this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's promising. I would assume so. Or at least exciting, I guess. Like yeah, I mean he the took Suns to the finals. That's that's a good head coach to start with. Okay. If you're coming into the league, all right, it's not too bad then. So I mean, a lot of exciting stuff. I I can't wait. Um, by the time we record next episode, we actually we might not know the no because so we'll record on Tuesday. And that's potentially the last game for the Diamondbacks-Phillies. We'll at least know the winners of the Rangers-Astros and potentially the Diamondbacks-Phillies. So we have some good stuff to touch on there too. Oh, man. So I just looked up Overtime Elite, and it says this is a professional basketball league for 16- to 20-year-olds based in Atlanta, Georgia. So to me, that's kind of like an AAU team. Um, But, I mean, it is a league. Okay. But shoot, that that's where they came from. We're gonna see if the Thompson brothers can turn it around. Cause I I've never heard of players coming from there, so I don't know about any players. 
that'd be interesting to. I'm sure they're going to speak a lot about it during like the first few games too for both the teams. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's actually really really interesting too. Cool. I think that really wraps up this episode. I got nothing else to add, so unless you do. Nah, man, we're out of here. Peace.